Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Valley Sports Talk with Bryce Larson. For the next hour, hear from players, coaches, and experts on the latest news and events surrounding all things Utah Valley sports. Welcome into Valley Sports Talk here on ESPN. I am Bryce Larson. Appreciate you tuning in wherever you are tuning in, whether that's the ESPN 960 AM dial or on the ESPN 960 app and even ESPN960sports.com. You can tune in at all of those places, and we welcome you in uh, to today's show. want to get into the rundown a bit. Today, uh, I'm going to get into some talk about the Wolverine Awards down at Utah Valley University. And those awards are something that they've been doing for a long time now. And uh, it, it's going to go throughout all of next week. Most of them will be, be put out on uh, social media. So we're going to dive into what each one of those awards are, uh, maybe who was nominated for it. And then you'll have to wait and see until next week uh, once those awards start getting announced and, and who won it to see who uh, gets to take home each one of those awards. But it's a fantastic uh, year in Utah Valley University athletics across the board. And so I want to uh, get into recognizing Utah Valley University and uh, their athletic program all the way from uh, the teams that start playing in the fall all the way through the spring. So we'll jump into that. My guest today is going to be Ben Schroeder. Um, he is the director of broadcasting for athletics, and he is put a lot of work into the Wolverine Awards as well. So coming up here at the end of this segment, we'll bring him in, get to know him a little bit and his story, how he ended up at Utah Valley University, as well as the type of work that goes into broadcasting athletics here at Utah Valley University, and uh, also the Wolverine Awards and, and what kind of work went into that as well. Of course, the NBA draft was last night, and uh, the Utah Jazz took Taylor Hendricks uh, ninth overall. He was out of Central Florida, six foot eight, two hundred and thirteen pounds. He's only nineteen years of age. Plays that forward position, and uh, he. Some of the comparisons that I've seen were Jaron Jackson Jr., Antoine Jameson as well. Um, the Utah Jazz also took Keontae George at number sixteen. He's out of Baylor, six foot uh, four, one hundred eighty-five pound guard. Uh, he's a true combo guard as well. A lot of people comparing him to a Jamal Murray or a Bradley Beal, 
And then with the 28th pick, the Utah Jazz selected Bryce Sensabaugh last night in the NBA draft. He's six foot six, 235 pounds. Um, he's also 19 years old, and uh, he's kind of a combo guard forward. A lot of people thinking that uh, he's more of that Joe Johnson, Shake Milton type as well. So a lot of uh, interesting comparisons for some of these guys that the Utah Jazz drafted last night. And a couple of thoughts on the NBA draft as we get going here. One thing that I thought was interesting that ESPN did last night was uh, just their draft coverage overall. Whenever somebody was drafted, they were more interested in getting their story rather than uh, showing us the highlights of these guys and, and the whole reason why they got there. So I thought that was kind of interesting, the way that ESPN proper, the, the mothership, went about producing that draft last night. Saw a lot from Adam Silver announcing uh, the picks. But as soon as the picks were announced, there wasn't a ton of breakdown uh, in their game like you would see the NFL draft uh, go about it. As soon as that name's announced, they go straight to the highlights when it comes to the NFL. But uh, the NBA draft last night, there wasn't really a lot of breakdown of these guys' games. It was more of their backstory, how they got there, and it wasn't really. You know, it just wasn't entertaining for me. That's 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 how I see it. The NFL draft so much more entertaining, and part of that is because how many of these guys are actually going to step on the court uh, as a rookie for their team? Maybe the top three, four, five guys will step on the court. We'll actually see them play, but uh, a lot of these guys that. Uh, the Utah Jazz drafted, and even other teams around the NBA, especially when you get into the later part of the first round, those guys are going to have to work really hard to even just get on the floor for some of these NBA teams uh, with there only being five guys out on the floor per team. So uh, just a couple thoughts from the NBA draft and, and how it went last night. Wasn't too impressed with the coverage of it as far as highlights go and whatnot. And in my personal opinion, uh, it didn't even come close to the NFL draft and the excitement that uh, you'd feel for your team, even though the Utah Jazz had three picks in the first round. Just the excitement wasn't there uh, for me. Maybe if I was at the draft party at uh, the Delta Center, got my free J-Dogs and whatnot, it would have been a different story. But, uh, yeah, so just thought it wasn't too entertaining. But we'll see what happens with uh, some of these guys that, that the Utah Jazz drafted. Bryce Sensabaugh. Uh, Keontae George and Taylor Hendricks. I'm excited for Keontae George. I think he can be a guy that could really help the Utah Jazz. But uh, moving on as well, one other thing I wanted to mention uh, before we get into a little bit more of this first segment, Utah Valley softball landed a big transfer from the University of Utah today, Hallie Morris, and we'll get into that later on the show. On in the show as well. Just wanted to mention it. And uh, give a shout-out to Utah Valley Softball before we jump into uh, getting into this first segment here. So, talked a little bit about the Wolverine Awards, and we talked a little bit about Ben Schroeder before um, as we got into this first segment. And uh, now I want to welcome him in and kind of get to know Ben Schroeder, the Director of Broadcasting for Athletics. Ben, I appreciate you jumping on with me here today. Uh, just... Tell us a little bit about your background as well as what you do here at Utah Valley University. Well, first, thank you for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I do basically every home event at UVU for the broadcast side. So anything on ESPN Plus, 
Uh, wrestling, we get away with not being on ESPN Plus, even though they've welcomed us. I just think that the reach is more better on YouTube and Flow and so forth. But basically, that's what I'm. I spend meetings, you know, talking to ESPN about their graphics and what we can access to. Signal issues. Baseball season, we're trying. Uh, a lot of cancellations, so you have to be on the yeah. phone quick with them to give them updates and so forth. But, uh, yeah, broadcasting, uh, I'm basically the only one that does it. I have one student. I might have another one if uh, they qualify for work studies, which is a federal program for people that are a little bit uh, not as well off. And, you know, that's it's pretty tough. I'm basically a director, a producer, a technical director, uh, I am audio, I am graphics, you know, I'm a whole TV truck in one package. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, all of the behind the scenes, um, of those ESPN plus broadcasts, everything that's, you know, the, that gets put together behind the scenes runs through you here at Utah Valley university, essentially. Yes, basically. Um, yeah. And the hardest thing for me is one, once I trained everybody how to like, how I, communicate because i don't have headsets to be able to talk to my talent right and so everything's hand gestures and countdowns by my hands and i have to be kind of close i've tried to prefer to be away uh in talking to you through a microphone uh we call it a talkback system we just don't have that here yet uh so little by little i'm trying to get the equipment that is needed to be able to do those kinds of things um we're sort of close but that's because the next steps are actually pretty expensive steps. So. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people don't realize how expensive uh, you know broadcasting is. The radio side not as expensive. Once you introduce video, it gets extremely expensive, and uh, the technology is there, but uh, the, those prices just haven't come down. And COVID certainly didn't help in that as well. No, well, I don't know. <laughs> COVID. Well, what I hated about most about COVID is the whole fall season got canceled. And then they moved it into spring, and I didn't have um, anybody helping me. I was all by myself the whole semester. So it's day after day. You probably had multiple games stacked on top of each other as well. Yes. So there were times where I was like, okay, I've got to go to this venue, and I've got to set up a one-camera shoot, and I'll make sure someone's there, and I'll, I'll call someone when it's time to go live and tell them to press a button and go live. But outside of that, you know... I'm at another venue doing a game there (laughs) and women's soccer and men's soccer couldn't play all the time outside because it was snow. And so we were at our sales facility. We were here for volleyball. We were, you know, basketball was going on baseball. It just, it was a brutal, brutal stretch. We got through it. We were not on ESPN at that time. I don't think I could have pulled that off. Yeah. Cause they have a certain level of quality that they want for their broadcast and if you can't match that, they they basically say, sorry, you know, can't be on there. So there are times where we have technical issues that right. pop up. Like you were on a softball game where we yeah. had some very bad <laughs> problems with my cameras. And so I was like, okay, it's one camera shoot. We're done. You yeah. know, just, you know, shoot it. And uh, sorry, you know, we'll apologize as many times as possible. Yeah, those are always tough. And you mentioned, you know, I call softball. Uh, also on the baseball broadcast as well, alongside Jordan Bianucci, who was on the show with me yesterday. And we were talking a little bit about the ESPN Plus broadcast here, and it's fun to see, and I think it's fun for the fans to see the behind the scenes of what goes into it, 
how those graphics are created, how all of that is put together with the talent and also all of the people that work on the behind the scenes uh, portion of it as well. How did you get into this field out of college? Where did you start working and how did you work your way to Utah Valley University and being the director of uh, broadcasting for athletics here? So I started, uh, my interest in broadcasting in general came in college at Snow College. Go Badgers. And, That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, great school, by the way. And uh, I would. I was thinking about doing construction management, and I did an internship, and I came back, and I was like, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I came back, and I took up all these extra classes, and one of them that I liked the most was mass communications. And I was just like thinking about it. I was like, I think that's my direction. And so I started teaching myself all the stuff about broadcasting, and actually the radio station down in Manti, which is run by Doug Barton, who's one of the most professional, good guys in the industry, anywhere you'll be. He, I just said, hey, can I work there? He said, yeah. He's like, you're going to be an intern, you get credit, and we'll pay you. I'm like, nice. okay, you know. <laughs> so I spent a whole semester at his radio station. It just gave me, you know, how to write stuff a little bit. I mean, I got better somewhere else, but, you know, just the whole how things are structured at a radio station and how to get interviews and and edit them up, make them sound decent. And then I moved on to uh, BYU and got into their program there and graduated in broadcast journalism. I spent actually, I got a job at KSL uh, in 2004 and I graduated in 05. Uh, so that whole last semester I was working at KSL. And I'll just tell you how behind, how fast, the real world works by the time i hit a month at ksl i knew everything that my class was teaching me my capstone class was teaching me um yeah you know in one month i knew the whole semester and i was like well this is lost a lot of motivation to do <laughs> yeah. really good you know right <laughs> read all those books they gave you i was like i don't want to read them <laughs> yeah well yeah that hands-on work really is is obviously the best way that you can envelop yourself and and really get into um the work that uh, you're now doing as the uh, director of broadcast for athletics here yeah and uh so yeah and i got hired in as a editor and i told you a story about my first like real pressure situation there and stuff like that yeah it was fun but uh i was my heart was always into sports and there was no positions at sports, but there on weekends the sports team is basically the main show, yeah, and that's the busy time. And so I asked if I could work on a Saturday for the sports team, and so that introduced them to me. And then they had management or producer changes, and and so there was more chances. And one guy left, and they I got hired in his position. And actually, he's a UVU alum, was actually a fairly well-off uh, alum. His name's Isaac Halasima, and <laughs> and I took I took over his position. He's a filmmaker now. Uh, he did a film called Waterman, which was promoted fairly well last year. And I was there from 2006 in a full-time capacity. I was there from 2006 to 2017, and uh, a lot of changes in that sphere and i was a producer an editor photographer i was uh archiving won awards every year um 
just uh, we changed shows. When BYU TV took the coaches' shows, which were kind of something I was in charge of, we had to rethink our shows and our endings, and we created these recap shows, and then we we uh, did the new GNL show. Uh, I remember the first years of those, and and those still very popular. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of hard work went into those. A lot of uh, yelling at ever. <laughs> I yelled uh, at my actual bosses before, and <laughs> you can still survive if you do yeah. that. But no, you yeah. have to have construction, <laughs> constructive criticism. So. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure, um, and and that goes into it and, and whatnot. But uh, so that's brought you kind of full circle now. Um, and what we're going to get into in the next segment coming up here in just a little bit is the Wolverine Awards, which will be uh, they'll they'll start being put out across social media all of next week. Um, and so how about this? We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk more in depth about the Wolverine awards that are coming up this next week, um, here on Valley sports talk. And, uh, just want to remind you to download the ESPN 960 app. It's revamped. It's brand new. And, uh, there's a lot of different features there on the ESPN 960 app as well. Uh, we've got the whole section just dedicated to Utah Valley university athletics, right there on the app. There's brand new icons. It's really easy to get through. Uh, we've got a whole scoreboard there for you as well. So make sure you get in there and uh, download the ESPN 960 app. You can listen to us on the go as long as you have an internet connection anywhere around the world. And uh, you, you get that clean, crisp sound. It's a lot better than listening on the AM 960 dial. Uh, if you just hook it up to your car via Bluetooth or listen in your headphones, wherever you're at, make sure you download that ESPN 960 AM uh, app as well in the app store we'll take a quick break be back on the other side you're listening to valley sports talk right here on espn 960 it's time to protect the den bryce larson takes you inside the latest news and notes regarding wolverine athletics on espn 960 and online at espn 960 sports.com Welcome back into Valley Sports Talk here on ESPN 960. I am Bryce Larson alongside Brent Schroeder, the director of uh, broadcasting for Utah Valley University Athletics. And in this segment, a Protect the Den segment brought to you by the ESPN960sports.com website. Make sure you go and check out the website for all the latest Utah Valley University and BYU athletics news. Uh, we are going to get into some discussion about the Wolverine Awards here at Utah Valley University. In that last segment, we talked a little bit about Ben, uh, his background in media and whatnot, and how it's come full circle to these Wolverine Awards. Um, so, Ben, just give us a little uh, update or general description of these awards and, and why you do it. Well, um the Wolverine Awards have been going on since, I think, 1996 was when they were created. And then they were expanded uh, when Jared Sumption was the director of the Wolverine Club. And they turned it into a big show, basically, uh, like a like an Oscar award right. show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, one year, it went really bad. And they had a student doing it. And so... 
they said they just can't have that happen again, and they created a new position, and that was how I got hired. <laughs> now, I had done some all-access at KSL. At KSL, I'd done some all-access of UVU basketball with Pope in his first two years. Yeah. And they so they knew my work, and then when I they actually asked me to apply, but you know it wasn't a given that I was going to get that um, position. And I, I found out some some good friends of mine put in good words to me that had connections here, and they hired me. Um, and I've been here since since 2017, October 17, and 2018 was my first Wolverine Award show. And it's you know how to honor the students. Uh, accomplishments, student athlete accomplishments, uh, and a lot of schools do them. Everyone does them differently, and right. uh, honestly, UVU does them just as good as anybody. Um, there's some like we could turn it into a live, like as live show, uh, kind of like we, you know, you have two anchors and they toss to each other and read. We could do that, and that's actually the next thought about turning it into. But we just don't have the peop- the know-how. I know right. how to do that. But I don't have the programs to make that happen. I, nobody knows what a key is. Nobody understands uh, how to create supers. In fact, I'm always like, you know what a super is? And they're like, no. To Superman ripping his, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. <laughs> super is a thing, you know, identifying the individual, you know, that kind of stuff. Those, those things don't exist here. Uh, and so in order for us to elevate the show like that, we would really need to really think about how we're trying to do it and plan ahead yeah which is not easy when you're understaffed right <laughs> so you talk about uh these different awards that are meant to kind of uh bring up the highlights of the athletic year of course it starts in the fall with all of the different fall sports uh around campus then you get into the winter all the way through the spring as well Let's go through some of these awards, kind of explain what uh, each one of them means. Obviously, you start off right at the top, freshman of the year. We know what that is, newcomer of the year. Um, You have both male and female in both of those, and all of these are male and female across the board. So the first one that I have a question about, the Wilson Sorensen Spirit of Sport, you have both male and female awards for that what is the wilson sorts and spirit of sport award here at utah valley university now i'm gonna to have to forgive you i don't know who wilson Sorensen was but he was back in when the show when the awards were created he was here um the spirit of sport is it's basically a competitor really the the person that's the the garbage you know garbage player right you know high energy but doesn't have the athletic ability to be a you know a great star but does all the dirty work uh so like a spirit of sport would be given to someone like jaymont green on the warriors right because he's that that one guy rodman dennis rodman right he's that guy that just you know plays hard now he might be crazy but it doesn't matter you know and so The, the hustler yeah and so you know every year that changes um, and this year, actually, uh, there's the, the two winners this year are perfect examples of that hustle and, and, and they're, and they're good. They're still pretty good at what they do too. It's just, we want to show off their spirit of sport. What is sport? High competition. These people try hard every time. Yeah. They show up day in, day out, put in the work. Uh, they're first in the gym, last to leave that type of, of mm-hmm. competitor, uh, here at Utah Valley University. 
A uh, couple of other ones that I was looking down um, across on the list, Spirit of Service, that's another one that uh, I, I find interesting as well. Um, you have male and female for this one. What is the Spirit of Service Award, and uh, how, how would one win that award? <laughs> so these are these are fairly, I mean, what is service, right? These are people that do a lot more off the field with, like, uh, community service, uh, not just community service. That's the easy one. Uh, working with the student groups here on the campus for, say, like special occasions or the PACE uh, committees and a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, and they also do stuff with like community organizations. Uh, and so they're uh, just, you know, it's, it's service, uh, you know, and, Everyone does it differently, and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. You know, it's uh, it's service, right? Right. They're they're generally not players you've heard of, or you don't hear a lot of, and so. But some years, like there was a volleyball player, she was like one of the best volleyball players, and she got this award. So, but she does a lot of student leadership stuff, right. and that's why she got that. So. Student-athletes that do a lot uh, behind the scenes, out in the community, and, and, and community outreach type of mm-hmm. things. Um, across the board, what kind of work on your end went into putting together uh, these awards and, and as well as uh, help from others around uh, just kind of putting this whole thing together for Utah Valley University? Yeah, so I was my first year here doing this was awful. Because there's a certain way to be prepared for these kinds of things. And that is from the first kick of soccer to the last baseball being thrown. <laughs> you have to be gathering video. You don't know what it's going to be. You just have to be gathering the video all the way through the season. And we just call, I, okay, so we just call it the archive. And, you know, you'll hear them always saying, Hey, you know, from the archives, right? Yeah. I put in a lot of time making that archive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here I've done the same. I've just compiled an archive of the season and I've done that since 17. That did not really exist until I got here. And so that first season was super hard and I was just desperate to find anything on anybody. I didn't really know the athletes and, and so now. It really comes down to okay, we're ready to start the the uh, the award show, and then I just am like, hey, give me a list of potentials, you know, not even nominations. I just want to know the potentials, and every once in a while they'll give me something pretty early, and I can start just grabbing all the video I want and know where I'm not having video and where I do have video. And I put them in folders of the, each individual athletes. I start downloading pictures because we do these great studio pictures of the athletes, you know, with the white background and the action shots and whatnot. And I go grab, grab several of those because sometimes that's all I have. Um, and then when they give me the official list, I update, did I, how many of these athletes did I get? And some of them are pretty easy. They're going to be these athletes, right? Yeah. But, uh, some of them you're like, okay, here we go. We got to do the same thing, but with all these new athletes that we just didn't know we're going to get awards. And yeah, it's once you got that, I've already, I've also during that time picked the music for that award. Uh, 
And then uh, once the awards are made, I submit those to our SID department, which is, that's my department technically, is the sports information department. And they write the scripts. Then I re-edit those scripts to a more broadcast-centric uh, style because video, here's something to, to teach you about journalism in general. Print has to be descriptive. So they get long-winded, which is what the SIDs do. They're long-winded sometimes. Radio, you can be a little bit less because you have audio to add to to that. Broadcasting, and you can get away with everything. You can right. say like four words, but yeah. this video says, you know, <laughs> describing that yeah. play. Ah, that's 60 yards. Oh, that's all I need to know, you know. Yeah, the, the, that's the nice thing, especially when you get into baseball, softball. Man, some of those games... They just they continue they just drag on, especially you know when you get to the point where uh, it, it, some teams don't are, are, don't have the ability to put together game notes as well. So that you don't you already don't have a lot to talk about, especially uh, some of the smaller schools that come in and and play Utah Valley University. You just don't have a lot of notes um, on that team and, and a lot of information. So as those games kind of drag out and get a little bit longer, the nice thing about it is that you don't always have to say everything that's happening. You can let that video kind of talk. So to your point, it is when you have that video element, it is, you know, a lot nicer. Whereas even with radio, you still kind of have to keep it going and, and explain a little bit more because people don't have anything to watch, right? Yep. Yep. That's exactly how it is. And so when you're writing your scripts, you're being not as descriptive. You can cut out a lot of stuff to shorten the piece and and it's a social media show. And for some reason, everybody, whatever. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of this, but whatever, right? People don't want to watch anything over a minute. So everything is 59 seconds or less. <laughs> so I am like, so when they give multiple awards, or uh, multiple winners to one award, <laughs> I have to fit that within that time frame. And I'm like, can't have that, you know, phrase, can't have that phrase, can't go long here. And, and so, you know, you just adjust to what it is. In fact, the last videos, I still have two more videos to do. They're the hardest ones to do only because uh, there's six athletes, seven athletes per per thing. And so I got to fit that all in there and identify who they are. But we can cheat that. <laughs> so over the weekend, uh, well, heading into next week, these are going to start dropping Monday, and they're going to go through all of next week. Where can we go to, you know, if, you, if you're a fan listening, where can they go to find these videos um, and and see who wins which award? Yeah, so everything's social media. So all of our social media accounts are GoUVU. So at GoUVU. And that's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, and YouTube. But my I run the YouTube account, and I basically, after the awards are done, I will post them on YouTube. Not all of them. Uh, there's, I have preferences of which ones I want to show because some of them just don't work well. <laughs> like educator of the year. <laughs> yeah. So some, so most, most of these will be dropping Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you if you want to, as Ben mentioned, go follow at GoUVU. Uh, the first one looks like the year end recap should be dropping Monday morning. Maybe we might, if he gets it done. <laughs> I wanted, to, I, I've talked to social media and said that this would be better on Sunday to tease, and then Monday we just go with everything else. But he's got to be done, and he's in Hawaii. 
All right. So <laughs> be on the lookout. These uh, these are going to start dropping Monday, possibly even Sunday. So make sure you go to uh, Go UVU on all of the social media accounts. Uh, and make sure if you really want to stay on top of who wins which awards for these Wolverine Awards, make sure you go and hit the follow button as well as the uh, the notifications. So you get those post notifications. And when those uh, awards drop, you will be the first one to know. A uh, lot of great awards coming down the pipeline, as we've already mentioned, freshman of the year, uh, crowd pleaser for both male and female, competitor of the year for uh, the men and the women. And uh, across the board, I think just in general, it's been a pretty successful uh, athletic year for Utah Valley University, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Um, I, I I was entertained this year, with especially the basketball team. They were so fun to watch. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> There was uh, tons of, of great plays in, the, in it, that deep run in the NIT. It was, was also awesome. nice to have a good baseball team this year because they've been awful since I've been here, and it was nice to actually have a winning team this year. Yeah, Eddie Smith doing a great job over on the baseball side, uh, and and great, you know, more greatness to come from Utah Valley University baseball. Uh, I was talking with Jordan Bianucci yesterday. We had Nate Rasmussen, the associate head coach, on the program. So if you missed out. On that interview, make sure you go download it on the Valley Sports Talk podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We're now on Apple Podcasts as well, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you go and uh, give it a follow, subscribe, and turn on those automatic downloads so that uh, you get each episode every single day straight to your smartphone. also want to remind you to download the ESPN 960 app as well. I'm talking... With Ben Schroeder, the director of broadcasting for athletics here at Utah Valley University, just wrapping up our conversation here on Valley Sports Talk. And uh, Ben, we mentioned how successful the athletics have been here at Utah Valley University. To you, what does the future? How bright does the future look when you look across, uh, not just you know the fall sports or or any one sport, but the general across the board. Utah Valley University Athletics. How bright is the future for this university? Well, I take back, look back to when I came here. We were just happy to get one or two championships a year. Uh, this year, let's just take one of the awards, which is Team of the Year. Usually goes to one team. In fact, every award show, it's always gone to one team, male and female. Well, this year, there's four. And all of them, all those, the reason why there's four, every single one of those seasons were record breaking, not just a good season, not just a championship season. They were record, they're the best seasons in those sports' history. So think about that. That's, and every year it's been doing that better and better and better. And it's, it's really been impressive. But, you know, I was talking to, uh, Scott Howell. The men's uh, track and field coach, cross country track and field. He's every he's in charge of all the uh, track athletes, and uh, he just says, you know, all this winning, you know, better, better uh, athletes, athletes doing better, teams qualifying for for NCAs and stuff like that. It, bring, it automatically brings new eyes that would never consider the school before. Yeah, and that happens in every single sport. Crystal May is another. Great example of a coach every year, except for one, has been better than the last. And that one year was not his fault. It was his second season. 
And so he hadn't still brought in all the, you know, all the players he he's wanted. But every year since then, it's been a better and better and record-breaking season. Um, and we might even have a ranked team this year, which once again set a new record. Right. Yeah. That that is that's awesome. And and I agree with you. The future of Utah Valley University athletics are bright. And uh, just keep tuning in and and watching uh, these athletics. You know, it's it's becoming more and more entertaining to consume Utah Valley University athletics and the way that it is uh, accessible to almost everybody in the nation. It is everybody in the nation as long as you have ESPN Plus and and even here on the radio side, you can tune in uh, to Jim McCullough's call on the, for basketball games as well. And a lot of that is due to the work that you've done. So I, I appreciate that. And I also appreciate you joining me here today. Uh, I really Thank enjoyed our, our conversation. Yeah. You learned something today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Always do. Always do. Uh, one thing before we go to break, I do want to mention uh, that I, I talked a little bit about it in that first segment. But Utah Valley head coach, uh, the softball coach, Cody Thompson, has announced that Utah transfer Hallie Morris has signed and uh, will join the Wolverines for her final year of eligibility in the 2020-2024 season. Morris is a six foot one pitcher and a utility player from Tucson, Arizona. She played four seasons at Utah, including the 2020-2021 seasons when Thompson was an assistant at the school. This is what uh, head coach Cody Thompson had to say. He said, I'm so excited to be able to coach Hallie once again. I was honored to recruit her to Utah and now Utah Valley. She will immediately impact our softball team with her leadership, big bat, and experience in the circle. I cannot wait to uh, go get back onto the field with her again. Morris was a member of last year's historic Utah team that won its first ever Pac-12 title, achieved its highest ever ranking, and made it to the Women's College World Series for the first time in the Super Regional era, and the sixth time overall. Morris hit a pivotal pinch-hit home run for the Utes in their Pac-12 title game and victory over UCLA. In her collegiate career, Morris appeared, 100 and, appeared in 137 games with 85 starts and 76 appearances in the circle. Morris has hit eight home runs and driven in 47 RBIs with a 752 OPS as well. In the circle, Morris has posted a 493 career ERA with 68 strikeouts over 160.1 innings pitched. So a huge get for Cody Thompson and the Utah Valley softball team. They needed help in the circle. Of course, they uh, have Avery Sapp coming from Spanish Fork High School, will be a true freshman this upcoming season. But now they add some depth in the circle alongside Georgia Barrett as well, something that they needed as they are uh, – Losing a lot of pitching from last season. So exciting things to come from Utah Valley University softball. We'll take a break, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. You will hear my conversation with Jordan Bianucci from yesterday's show uh, where we talked a little bit about the MLB possibly coming to the state of Utah. Appreciate you tuning in today. This has been Valley Sports Talk here on ESPN 960.